Let the universe hear what you want this year so you can have it. Welcome to the Create Your Best Year podcast with your host, Clara Angelina Diaz Anderson. In this podcast, we help you define and receive what you want this year, give you tips, stories, and interviews of what others are doing to create their best year. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Clarifying Podcast, where we speak to female leaders of color about what they are doing to uplift the world and create their best year for themselves and others. And today I am honored, honored to be joined by one of my amazing certified coaches, Ms. Tiella Grimes. Tiella, how are you today? In this moment, um... Just excited, being at peace, finding my stabilization in my body. <laughs> yes, I love that. Finding your stab- stabilization. So Tiela, tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to the point of wanting to be a coach? Yeah. Funny, long story short, I think I've been a coach all my life, like low key. You could think back to being in high school and helping friends and trying to support them through some things that they were going through, but just thinking I'm just being a friend. Um, and I think coaching is sort of like having that friend, that cheerleader in your corner um, in different circles and spaces that I have been in. And one of my roles as a success coach made me really realize like, oh, coaching is really just about helping individuals process and think through some things and and feel a little bit better um, after just clearing out some of the blockages that might have been in the mind. And so for me, I was like, oh, you can make money off of this. So I think I've been doing it and then discover like this is a, a thing that people do and it's a job. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. I've been doing it. And so just I think alignment of just being where I'm accepting who I am and being where I need to be. And part of my role in life is to, to coach and support. Yeah, I can totally resonate with that. So many of, of those of us that are in the helping profession, we feel like we've been doing it our whole lives. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. And just being, like you said, being a friend, um, being someone that wants to help others beautiful beautiful and so your business your um your kind of your coaching persona the inner uplifter how did that how did you come up with that (laughs) what what was the inspiration Uh, for that you know um I've had multiple, a couple of other business, like uh, all my other, co- like not even coaching, but I just was like immense expression. It was all about doing workshops for young people. And I think as I've evolved in thinking about me, what I want to do, I wrote long story short, it was like the poetic side of me. I'm like, I need a real cool name. Like, you know, everybody's branding themselves and it's like this guru, this, that, this, that. And I'm like, but I don't want to get caught up in the competitiveness of like always trying to brand, brand, brand. So what's authentic and what have I been doing? And literally, even for me, I am working on inner uplifting myself. Like it's starting with me first. And so being like, oh, I'm the inner uplifter. Go for me. It can go for anyone, but it's just the inner. So it's funny, even in the spelling um, for me, it's I-N-N-E-R. That's how I would like say myself. I'm the inner uplifter, but for my business, it's inner uplift. So it looks like in her, <laughs> but it's really that H is silent because I've played a silent role to myself in my own inner process. And so now I'm trying to foster 
this healing, see the humanity within myself, to have this harmony with myself in how I show up authentically. So I have a very, the interrupt lift part is just really being my own best cheerleader. And that's something I haven't been. I've been a cheerleader for everybody else. And so now it's like, okay, I really got to start with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Walking the talk. Yeah. Cause I've been talking to talk for a very long time and it's good. Don't get me wrong. I've been talking great stuff, but I've been challenged with taking those theories and putting it into consistent practice for myself and holding space and compassion for myself. And so that is like how inner uplift came. Cause I think that's a, that's the work of everybody. It's just like, I'm here to maybe facilitate a space and cultivate some spaces for folks and then lead on their own inner uplift journey. So So I have to share with our listeners and people that are going to be watching us how I met you. So um, it was a Martin Luther King um, celebration. Um, And Tiela was like, you were like the keynote, like this is the primary speaker for the day. And she was doing her poetry. And I, I think I still have that footage from you doing your poetry. And I was like, wow, like, I want to be like her when I grow up because, um, you know, I write poetry as well. Um, but to get in front of a, to get in front of a crowd, I mean, I speak all the time, but to get in front of a crowd and like speak your art, I mean, that takes a whole nother level of courage and the way you were doing it, like you were commanding that room. When, you know, like when you go into the, into a room and you see someone, you're like her, oh my God, blown, blown, blown away. So I just, I want to share that as a way to also just give yourself, give you credit also for how, like how much, I mean, you, you must've done a lot of inner work yourself to get yourself to the point of being able to share yourself in the way that you do. And so that 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 takes me to the next question which is like so how in your in, within in inner uplift um it, you know how how do you serve women how do you uplift in your coaching practice what is your what is your philosophy what's your take my philosophy is that we are all navigating the hand-me-downs of realities thank you uncle bo a gift from my uncle that he wrote in the poem to me entitled baby girl And it's like about growing up and I will have to navigate these different hand-me-downs of realities, these different conditionings, these different ideas, these different thoughts, these different experiences. And what, for me, what I've discovered in what I've seen in other women and having these conversations is like, where's the space to kind of process and find your own voice? Um, without feeling shame or guilt about like the story or the narrative that has been what you have identified with. Mm -hmm. And now you're in the space of, oh, I need, I want to shift my perception of myself. I don't want to be apologizing for certain things. I don't need to use my, like, I'm okay to be a supporter in the community, but I don't have to be the bridge that don't take care of itself, that don't get taken care of. And then somebody go build a new bridge (laughs) somewhere else and forget all about me and my repairs and what I need and how do I advocate for that. And so navigating these different hand-me-downs of realities, 
we see ourselves, I taught media literacy for a very long time. It's still a part of my work. I think that was the first introduction and understand how, understanding how our identities, gender, race is represented on this large mass scale and the impact that that does with internalization of, oh, maybe I need to show up like this. Maybe I need to be this. So it programs you, it like programs you in a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. And so I want to create a, my is like creating safe and brave spaces to kind of deconstruct those programmings in a, in a space where you feel heard, you feel uplifted. Um, there are times where our own judgments and our own feelings kind of clash. So how can we have controversy with civility and compassion for each other to understand like, yo, one love, right? We are all the energy of love. We want to embrace that. But we have different journeys that we have been on that has introduced us to love and loving ourselves and seeing ourselves a lot differently. So what are those conversations that we are having with ourselves that we're repeating that we might need to change the narrative of? So really just creating that space to navigate the hand-me-downs of our reality, um, I think is so important because I don't feel like I've had circles. You know, you have like little people, but like actually making it a thing. Like this is part of mental health. This is part of social and emotional wellness. This is part of being in community, um, being seen. So how do we have spaces where we're being seen by each other? And so I, love me, what... I love that. I love that. So Tiela, what I heard, right, about the, I, I love this term, the hand-me-downs of my reality. Um, I think that's such a refreshing new way of um, expressing things such as like um, generational trauma and um, unconscious programming. Um, and like, you know, the psychological terms that are already there. Like, I love how you put it in such a way that anybody that hears that, it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, without having to have any kind of psychological um, training of any type. Um, that is so needed, so important. Um, and like you said, creating these, these safe spaces, um, either when you're doing it one-to-one or you're create, doing it in a group space to help someone deconstruct um, and almost like reimagine um, who they want to be. Um, that's just like, that's transformational work. Um, and I, I thank you for doing that work because they say, what is that saying? When you heal one woman, she heals seven generations behind her and seven in front of her. Um, I mean, right now being women's history month, like all of the freedoms that we can enjoy because someone had the courage to do something differently um and so that like you you are making history right now by by creating those spaces and having that exponential um impact on women i mean that is remarkable truly light and love thank you yes um and so so i i hear like you you know creating these spaces helping women deconstruct and um, and all of that, like, so what do you do for yourself, um, to make sure that you have the capacity to, to do this really important work? 
you know, in the terms of like, you know, my first book that I wrote, Create Your Best Year, what do you do to make sure that you have your best year? Um, I'm going to be transparently honest. I feel like I'm in a place of rediscovering what that is, reimagining what that looks like. Um, these hand-me-downs of reality came with a lot of things. Imposter syndrome um, came with code switching, you know, mm. came with um, not taking care of yourself first. It was through putting others first, then you take care of yourself. And so honestly, I'm in a space of reimagining what does it look like to take care of myself? I yeah. will be, you know, I um been at my job for the last three, almost three years. And it's a full circle experience for me because I was a young person in the program and coming back and realizing like, there's been a robotic way that I've been approaching things, approaching my self-care. I know it's important to schedule things, but then there's a part of it, like, how do you have the, the free, like a blank canvas, so to speak, with your day and how you approach it versus these time blocks. So I kind of got used to time blocking myself. And now I'm in a space of like, I want to move with my energy because I did the time blocking and then I face a lot of burnout because even the skills of taking care of myself, I would be like, oh, I'm not feeling well. All right, you got 24 hours, that's it, get up. You gotta, you gotta get up, you gotta. And so now like I'm really, one thing that I'm doing to create my best year this year is really reevaluate my self-talk. What is the narrative that I'm telling myself about what I need to be doing, how I need to show up, what I have to be doing in the moment? Um, and then the second thing about that is getting clear, like being, what do I need, right? And being open to knowing like what I need right now has been so different from what I've ever needed and how I've ever taken care of myself. So this is so new, it's almost uncomfortable because <laughs> it's like, I know myself. And it's like, wait, but there's a, there's, you evolve. So of course you don't know your host, like all of these different cells. There's another oh. self being introduced to who you are and you're expanding. And so I feel like I'm in a place of expanding. Um, I've, I've learned and discovered I'm an empath. And so I absorb energy like anything and haven't realized I had no boundaries or no like energy or in my bubble, I just give. And I didn't yeah. know that like, it's a beautiful thing to give, but I also don't know how to receive. And so my third thing of creating intention this year is being in creating space and open to receive and, and be vulnerable um, and what that looks like is, um, how do I allow people to hold space for me? So in, in, and not feel like I have to be the one to hold this. So a holder of space needs space held for them. And I've had resistance around that because I'm like, but I'm good. You know, I don't know if this is strong black woman, again, another kind of a me down of like, okay, what does it mean to be a strong black woman? What does that look like for me? And strong shouldn't be that I have to bur bury the, like take on the brunt of everything. Like I have to be there and sign up and then be able to take care of myself. It's like almost this perfectionist master that knows everything at all. And I am coming into, I'm not a superwoman. I drop that. I don't even pass the baton. I drop it. <laughs> like I want to, I, I want to challenge that. And so those are the three things that I could say this year and transparently speaking that I really, what I've done before is not what I want to say here because it hasn't helped me and I don't know what I need now. I'm discovering that and nature has been one thing that I'm like, oh, I actually like being outside. 
Yes. And it shouldn't just be an hour. It actually feels fulfilling after I'd be out there at least two hours, you know, and, and like that fills my cup. So like, how do I be like, all right, working for an hour, really focused. I got that done. How do I just let that be versus looking at my to-do list and being like, well, that's good, but you got all this to do. And that's kind of been the narrative that has mm-hmm. impacted my ability mm-hmm. to create my best year with intention because I'm like robotic, second nature. And now I'm in the space of it's first nature time. What's I the, love what, it. What is that when you operate out of peace? How, how will you be? if you operate out of peace, right? What a question. I love these, these three things, you know, and I want to, I want to reiterate them. Um, not in the order that you said them, but backwards, because I, I resonate the most with being open to receive. Um, I also, I use the term a lot being in a receptive mode and what are, you know, and, and, and then that brings in my mind, like, what are all the things that we can do to be in a receptive mode, right? Like being in a, in a place of peace, what, what can I do? And then the other one you said was asking, like truly asking yourself, what do I need? And being honest, um, with what you hear. And then I want to follow that with like, and giving yourself what you need. Um, right. And like not expecting, um, that somebody else is going to come and give that to you. Um, as many of us, I'm sure listening to this have been programmed to think that there's going to be somebody coming in a white horse to save us. Know what is coming. <laughs> what do you need? Love it. Love it. Tiela. Thank you. What do you need? And being really honest with yourself, um, and then going out and actually getting it. And then, reevaluating your self-talk, right? Like, how do I talk to myself? Like, do I talk to myself? Like I would a little baby or my best friend or like somebody that I love with all my heart. You should be talking to yourself that way. Um, and that sometimes, you know, this, this, everything that you mentioned goes against the grain of what we've been programmed to do which is why it's so damn hard. It's so much work, right? It feels like, okay, you know, you said first nature and peace, but like when you're programmed to be the opposite of that, like to be in constant, constant production and constant pushing and constant giving, being anything other than that is going to take a lot of work because you're like, literally, it's like we're creating new neurons in our brain that are saying like, it's okay to be still. It's okay to not produce. It's okay to not be on the clock. It's okay to like not have a to-do list. It's okay to flow. Yes. Um, so every single woman that I meet that is doing this, I am like, yes, like I like let's hold hands together and let's do this because it's it's not easy. It's maybe one of the hardest things that we will have to do. Um, so I commend you. Um I commend you, Tiela, seriously. Work is not easy. And I realized like, and I was having a conversation with my sister today, who's also uh, an empowerment coach as well. And the, the peace that we're trying to have is not easy to obtain because it, it, it's like, it's been cheapened, like almost like compartmentalized. Like you go through the whole week and I'm playing with language here and you're weak. And then you get the weekend 
of your week. You get two days to restore from a whole week of just processing, going, 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 going. And then you get the end of this week. And then it's like, why you dread Monday? Because you had a weekend. <laughs> so, Kiela, to follow up on that, you know, they say, you know, that the children will be our teachers, right? And my daughter, she says to me, mom, why is the weekend so short? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why do I have to work five days so hard and then two days? Like, why can't it be like half and half or something? <laughs> Four day work week, I'm good. Three days, weekends, restore, whatever, three days. I'm, I'm yeah. for that. I think there is a thing about reclaiming our time. And as I am transitioning from my role, April 1st, this is my like, my, my purpose is to like reset, yeah. <laughs> like truly reset and really figure out what my circadian rhythm really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it in the, in the elements of the four elements of yeah. air, water, earth, fire? How do I flow through all that? How do I flow just like the seasons? And it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real thing that takes a lot of, uh, that's where the courage, I guess, comes in because you have to have courage to go against the, the norm. You know, you have to have courage to kind of challenge what these hand-me-down realities are. And sure. there are some energies that are really content with those things and don't want that challenge and have accepted and internalized that this is what it is. And no judgment. I just want to open up space to be like, have you ever felt something different? Have you ever thought something different? Let's talk about that and what was it? And then what may have prevented you from being able to deep dive into you? And um, Tiela, what I think about the word that comes up for me when you say that is, do you want to own your life force? Because somebody else wants your life force <laughs> and you can give it away if you want at will, right? Um, but do you want to own your life force? And so if you want to own your life force, right? And be more intentional about that. I know you have a program um, coming up that um, I would love for you to share with our listeners and our viewers um, what is it about and where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so I am doing my inner uplifter group coaching um, and I will be doing a workshop on March 18th and there are more details to come on the 11 steps to empower your inner voice. So it's really thinking about how do we foster a deep healing process within ourselves? How do we begin to acknowledge our humanity within ourselves? And what does harmony look like? when we are with in harmony with our alignment and our energy and ourselves and how that then trickles out in, in turn. So really taking some, taking women through the, this process of 11 steps. The first one is just starting with peace, <laughs> you know, that, that's it in our first nature. That's it. In first nature is this space of peace that is so important. And so I'm really excited to um, take women through a, a process of understanding yourself. What is that conversation you're having with yourself? It's of self-reflection and self-inquiry. We have the power within. And I think sometimes we are seeking permission from powers outside of us to say it's okay. But when do we have to show up to say it's okay? So I'm really excited. Tiela, Tiela um, can you, I, I know, and I'm, I'm excited for you, okay? And, and, and I, and I would be so excited for anybody who joined Tiela because she is, she's, she's the command center. <laughs> That's how I, um, 
I describe her. What is first nature? Can you, can you share with us what is first nature? Yes. So first nature is your original state of being, which is peace, which is stillness. And so second nature, I don't know if anybody have ever heard, but like that comes second nature to me. That is second nature. I can do that. And so second nature is literally um, habits that you've learned over time, over time that creates a wiring that becomes automatic. Mm. So like we wake up in the morning and we brush our teeth. That's necessarily not like the first state of peace. When you first wake up, it's actually breathing. So that's you, when you wake up to give yourself the breath and feel the energy in your body. And then you go into your like program nature thing, which is second nature thing, which is to go brush your teeth. Mm. When you wake up, that's not the first thing. Like that's maybe not the first state. It's like, I need some water. I need breath. I need to move. So first nature is getting back to a center where you're not necessarily having to do and have in order to be, you're just being in the moment, which is stillness, and then moving into a flow of movement throughout your day. So that is how I described first, first nature is your original oh, I state. Love it. Thank you so much. We're not in that. our first nature. We in our second nature. We hop up, we got to go to work. We got to hop in the car. We got to go to this. So it's like challenging that energy. Yeah. And I almost hear like, you know, if you're, the more you are in your first nature, the more conscious you can be about what you do in your second nature. That's exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love sharing these concepts because I'm sure many women that are watching this have never probably even heard of that. Um, like your first nature is peace. And um, I heard Martha Beck once say, um, everything comes to peace everything comes to the address of peace. So I um, also strive to be in first nature as much as I can. Um, any, any last words of wisdom for women that are watching and listening to us that you, something you wanna, you wanna leave us with? Stop giving a piece of your mind to everything because you are sacrificing your peace of mind. So when we think about peace, be careful what you're giving a piece of you to every time because it might be disturbing your peace. Love it. Love it. And you can find me at Inner Uplifter on Instagram. That's I-N-N-E-R-U-P-L-I-F-T-E-R. And that's where I will be sharing some of my insights and some of my growth along the way. Yeah, well, we're going to have all that information in the show notes. Um, thank you so much, Tiella, for gracing us with your amazing presence and your wisdom. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. And we will, um, I will see you soon. Bye, everybody. Okay, friends, thank you so much for being with us. To learn how you can create your best year, get the book, take the course, and learn more, visit clarifying.com. That's C-L-A-R-A-F-Y-I-N-G.com. And remember, let the universe hear what you want this year.